0: Next up, we've got a fireside chat with Ryan Moore, founder of Ryanet. Something very interesting that um, came up out of probably the last couple of weeks, really just being able to share a lot of data. And I'm going to let Ryan come on and tell a little bit of a story how this chat came to be and dive into some sneak peeks as far as, uh, well, I'll let him tell the story. You know, hey, what's up? Where's,
1: where's your fire at?
0: You, you, oh, shoot. <laughs> I guess I could. We're burn having fire 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 fire, a chat, right? That is perfect. I could feel the warmth already. Yeah,
1: that's David quickly for you right there. He called me up yesterday. He's like, You have a fire in your office? I was actually going to be bring a real fire, but I figured it like mess up with the, the smoke alarms. So,
0: <laughs> true. Or it could have been. Outside. This is
1: great. Good job so far uh, on the conference, everyone. It was really co- cool to see everyone talk yesterday and today. Good job, Lon and Andy. So we, Bruce and I, when COVID hit, you you and I started talking like almost like weekly or biweekly, just checking in and seeing like, hey, what numbers are you seeing? and What numbers are we seeing? How far is this going? Like how steep is this going? And so that's kind of what inspired uh, this conversation today is just kind of those check-ins and then looking at the data backwards um, now that we're about halfway through this year.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was really interesting. I think as things really started to shift, we saw our order volume change dramatically. And Ryan will show that here shortly. But I was very curious, how were the consumable sides looking? And, and that was something that you were sharing as well with here's our sales and here's what things are looking at. To try to figure out where is a bottom? What does this look like? What does the trend look like to try to forecast and be able to see what's been going on?
1: So, yeah, you want to dive into it? Let's do it. Okay. Awesome. Let's see if I can share here. And I'm going to present. Oops. Okay. Can you see my screen? Yes. You're alive. Full on out. All right, guys. Well, so this is talking about the impact of COVID and beyond. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at three things. We're going to look at the life cycle of a screen printer or a business. Then we're going to look at the life cycle of an economy because economies go up and down all the time, which is historical, it happens. It happened really, really bad as we'll see about 12 years ago and it happened this year. So uh, the good news is, is that things always come up. So a lot of people, when you see this, this scares the crap out of people. I mean, if you look at this shot, I was looking for good drone shots of a cliff and like imagine standing on the edge of that cliff and looking down it. And that's essentially what happened this year. Um, But it also exhilarates and challenges other people to literally climb up the other side. So for some, what looks like death, others look like opportunity. So the question for us is today is how can we look at what happens as opportunity and not death? So first, I wanted to get into the life cycle of a print shop. And the interesting thing is the reason why I want to start with this is because the data that we look at with Bruce and with printado and with Ryan supply data is really vast data, but it doesn't cover the whole life cycle. And I'll kind of explain that here in a second. So, this is in terms of revenue. Um, we have startup entrepreneurial phase, which I'll call the second phase, the business phase, and I'll call the enterprise phase of a screen printing shop. Um, similar to the normal business course, but slightly different in terms of revenue. So the startup phase is really where Ryan at Niches in. We've helped 200,000 people start screen printing businesses. Um, and it's really just owner operator using manual equipment. You're just kind of finding out where your market is. Um, you're probably doing a hundred, you know, under a hundred K or 200 K of revenue. So you're you really don't have employees. You might have a, a few part-time staff, but it's not, you know, it's not quite a business yet. You're kind of in that infancy stage and then you get to the entrepreneurial stage. And that's really where uh, like rock fits in and printable fits in is these businesses that are looking for growth. They're, they're adding automation, they're adding systems, they're hiring a team, you know, they're, doing things people are that people are starting to work for them instead of them doing all the work. And this is typically we see an entrepreneurial phase of uh, upwards of $1 million in revenue in this specific market space. And then we get to the business phase. And this is really where automation kind of is a key to your business. You have a management team, you have a shop manager, you probably have a finance manager, you have a sale, you know, somebody in charge of sales or marketing. So you kind of start to implement that management structure. You're doing one to $10 million of revenue, and you're fully automated with very established systems and processes. And then we go to a whole nother phase, which is the enterprise phase. And there's not a whole, there's under... 500 of these companies in this industry uh, we don't have a lot of enterprise companies in this industry it's a very fragmented space so the enterprise space, you have professional leaderships in place you you're a market leader and that might be your local market that might be your market niche uh, but you're a market leader definitely and you have proprietary systems you've either taken made your own systems or you've taken another person's systems and you've tweaked it to really fit your business model and processes and you're innovating in automation, you're making new things, you're pushing either manufacturers or doing stuff yourself that makes your systems and processes somewhat proprietary. So I wanted to kind of start with that and then kind of look at the data. So uh, let's take a look at the recession. And we've done a lot of market research as we've grown around it and rock and all made over the past 10 years. And I'm looking back now to 2010 data, uh, which is during the middle or just at the end of the recession. So this is very interesting the research groups, I use anything research then IBIS research group. These are fairly expensive reports. Some of them are a few hundred dollars, some of them are a few thousand dollars. So I'm going to share those reports with you. Prior to about 2016, 2017, they were not tracking commercial screen printing. So this is uh, two sub data sets. So this is during the recession, mind you um, to see what happened uh, to promotional products. Now screen printing is a subset of promotional products. Um, and look at what happened to the revenue. It just like just literally went off a cliff in 2008. Um, but then it's projected to bounce back. Now keep in mind that this is uh, 2000 and uh 10. So this is a projection 2011 moving forward. We're going to take a look at 2016 data to see what actually happened. Um, Commercial printing market, which is also a screen printing was a subset of that market report. And same exact thing happened, a cliff and then a direct bounce back up. So a very sharp V right there. Um, This is data from 2016. So I want you to kind of take a compare and take a screenshot of what we saw in 2010 data and what, how they projected the market moving forward in the middle of coming out of this recession. So this is the mindset of a research firm or a bunch of businesses that are doing surveys. Like we're, we're coming out, we're coming out that other side of the cliff, but they really can't see into the future. So this is 2006 data. Now this is specific to the commercial screen print market. Now there is a commercial screen printing market report available now from IBIS which is cool. Now look what happened here. Instead of just doing a start V, they actually we the market actually went higher than expected in 2010-2011, then kind of dipped back down and then grew really really well kind of more steadily onto 2016, dipped back down and has been flat over the last um, two years. And kind of this is what actually happened. This is fairly good projection, um, which is something to think about as we look at the end and what things have been projected to move forward as. So now the interesting part. Now let's take a look at the impact of COVID on our industry. So we're gonna look at two data sets. And this was the data that Bruce and I were sharing back and forth with each other. And and I kind of felt like a little weird during it because it kind of felt like we were insider trading a little bit, like, hey, when can when can we see this market kind of come back up? And we're kind of but it was really awesome to see these trends. And I have a couple uh big you know, friends in the garment industry. And I will say that um, their data is a little bit different than ours, but fairly similar. Now, remember, this is why we're going back to that life cycle of a screen printer. Ryonet really serves that startup market. We serve about 25 to 30,000 unique customers. Now, some of those customers are enterprise customers. Some of those are businesses, but most of those are startups and entrepreneurs and Printabo really serves the, uh, the entrepreneur to business market segment, neither uh, Printabo or Ryonet screenprinting.com are really in the enterprise space. The enterprise space is actually what prints the most shirts in this industry. So it's interesting data. It is a good pulse, but it's not the full market set. So let's take a look at the Ryan data first. And before I wanted to show this, I wanted to kind of reference that I'm going to show last year's data and show a traditional trend line of screen printing. So this is last year's data. This is only looking at our supply business. So this is not, you know, DTG. This is not automatic equipment or manual equipment sales. This is only supply. We have different business segments. at our company that we measure, and this is only supply data. So if you look at, this is the, the first half of the year. So about 32, uh, whatever, you know, 50, however many weeks there are on a year divided by two. So the first half of the year literally is like right now. So actually a little bit more than the first half. So January always starts out slow. We all know that it grows up. Typically March and April were kill and we're, everyone's so busy. Everyone's backed up. We're like, Oh, we've never been so busy in our lives. And then it climbs a little bit up towards the end of April, uh, May, and then it starts to drop down over the course of summer and then starts to climb back up at the end of July. So this is exactly the, the normal trend line. You have a low point typically around July 4th, another low point at the beginning of the year, and then you climb back up um, towards the rest of the year. Uh, now let's take a look at this year because obviously this year was a you know crapshoot. Uh, this year with uh, COVID, this is a trending a, a line Half uh, is last year compared to this year. So we saw that cliff really happen uh, at uh, the middle of March. Instead of going up, we went straight down and we went way down. Our market segment set, we were down about 65% at our low point. Our lowest week was April 2nd, uh, was the lowest week that we saw. And then as you see, we have been climbing up rather rather, uh, gradually, uh, after that, and actually have had a couple weeks that were over last year already. So we've been very lucky. It's been awesome to see the, you know, I've literally been packing and shipping boxes with our team here at our Washington warehouse. Cause we've, one of the things that we did during COVID is we went from nine external warehouses. Now we have two internal warehouses here, and then we just opened a spot in Texas and then we have one in Pennsylvania. So we are starting to ship boxes out of Washington and this point where we are actually over last year, it was literally six UPS trucks were pulling up and I was taking boxes at the end of the day to UPS. So it was really awesome to see how many people were still slinging ink. It was a rat. Um, So now we see what happened with the screen printing supply data. Let's take a look at the Printavo data. And this is data from orders that have been processed in the Printavo system. Bruce also shared the payments data, um, but I'm only showing the orders data. So these are orders that are, have run through Printabo. And again, we saw the exact same thing. It's pretty much the exact same trend line. We have a huge spike all the way down. I think almost to set. We were running about 70% down um, compared to average. And then a gradual growth with a small dip and then another growth up. Uh, and so really interesting to see our market data sets on orders being processed in Printavo. And what's happening on the supply side of Screenprinting.com, and uh, really cool to see. Now, now, now we come to talk about like, are we? And then we, Bruce and I, can have a conversation. But are we cliff climbers? Or are we uh, scared of looking over the edge? And and this is really where businesses shift. This is where those startups and entrepreneurs turn to businesses. And we saw that over the last, you know, uh, re, you know recession. Like I was looking back at like our All Made founders. A lot of them started in that recession and now they're running businesses they're they're past the entrepreneurial phase they're running businesses now some businesses and some even enterprises didn't make it through covid so far they gave up at that you know down downward strike but how many of those entrepreneurs are going to turn to businesses? How many of those startups are going to turn to entrepreneurs and then businesses because of the market opportunity of climbing back up that cliff. So this is what's next. And I just got this report from anything research and it was really cool to see this. Um, So this is the last uh, six years from 2014 to 2019. Uh, Our specific screen printing market size in billions uh, so 7.4 in 2014, growing up to uh, 9 billion in 2019. This is what's projected uh, based off the report. This report was just published in July, 20, on July, I think it's 15th or 16th. So literally like last week and I picked it up. So this is what's projecting by that report and research firm over the next five years. So I have some theories on why this is happening and I think this is because because of COVID, a lot of people are going more to more at leisure and casual. Uh, most of that stuff is screen printed versus if you're, you're buying a T-shirt, you're buying something casual, you're, buying some, you're not buying a nice pair of jeans, you're not buying a, a dress shirt or a suit, you're buying something more casual. And this is where I see this market really shifting and a great opportunity for on-demand, for fulfillment, for digital transformation, for screen printing, for finding new market niches uh, as, as retailers shut down. I mean, this is, this is such a great time and it's really the question of who's going to come out of this and who's going to go to the um, who's going to climb the cliff. So I'll end with a quote and, uh, excited to see some comments. So to, to the victim, adversity is bad. This is the person that's looking over the cliff. You know, I'm going to fall to my death. But to the leader and to the warrior, hard times are life's rich and ti- richest times for growth, opportunity, and possibility, so use them to fly. And I love that quote. Uh, it gets me choked up a little bit because, you know, it's really these things that make us who we are and show us who we are. So that's the, uh, that's the data and excited to talk about it.
0: That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that, Ryan. Um, we've created a couple of videos around this time as an opportunity to reset, to create a business um, that we want to be a part of, that we're really excited about to get the right team. You know, how how are you guys viewing that, especially going forward now as far as this as an opportunity? Well, I think –
1: we have three different, very business, three different, very different businesses now. You know, we have a Rock US business that's now separated from Ryanet, that's separated from uh, Screenprinting.com, that's separated from All Made with a new partnership with Sammar. So every business is looking at it slightly different. And uh, what I really am doing, it's a different role for me because I'm not involved in the day to day of these companies anymore. They all have their own uh, implementers or presidents, and uh, it's. Really seeing the unique market opportunity for each one and for a rock, it might be digital, like very excited to what ha- was happening in digital. I see the digital market conversions to screen printing. A lot of screen printers, diary screen printers, don't want to hear it, but it's sh- it's going to shift, and it's going to shift quickly. Um, and I think COVID's pushing that forward, and so very excited on that. On the rock side, on the Orionet side, like we were very well poised for that screenprinting.com is the biggest e-commerce site when it comes to screen printing and startups. And so it's, we, our startup business is out of the roof, like record numbers, seeing people start up and just loving that, that energy that those people that are starting. And then we also are seeing people graduate from their little tabletop presses to their first automatic press or their first, you know, big, you know, professional press. And that's really exciting to be a part of. And, um, you know, really being involved in, those next steps are in, in a business's life cycle is what you know what really excites me and I think where a lot of businesses are you know have opportunity to take it to those next phases of life
0: you talk you mentioned digital printing you talked about investing heavily over there and seeing that transition. what do you think that transition looks like? Is it a balance? is it something else that's offered or is it taking market share out of screen printing and it's more shifting over?
1: So the cool thing is, is that I don't think it's going to really affect the three, first three stages of our industry. So it's not going to affect startups. It's not going to affect entrepreneurs. and It's not going to affect businesses. It is going to affect enterprise printers. So if you look at uh, roughly 2 billion, I'm going to use the number 2 billion. You know, it's not probably 2 billion, but 2 billion shirts printed and, and, and uh, sold in the U.S. market and Canadian market, North American market. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people in the digital space, and had some very conversation, great conversations with the biggest companies in that space at SGIA last year. Or Printing United, three percent digitally printed. So call it sixty million shirts out of two billion. Not a lot, not a lot digitally printed. Um, why? Because those enterprise printers are printing retail. They're going through you know distribution, but that's all changed. Like you don't. So many people are not. There's huge retailers that have already shut down. Um, so many people are not buying retail, they're buying online, they're, they're going to fulfillment who's making all the money in that model. Like literally screen printers are printing shirts for 50 cents to a dollar, like on a good day, like they're, they're providing a fully packaged shirt to somebody for under $5, for under $4, for under $3, the people that are making the money are that middleman, they're making that shirt selling for 25 to 30, 20 to $30. And that $15 gross profit margin is in the, that retail supply chain now, because we're going direct to fulfillment. It's an opportunity for those growing companies to make that margin. It's an opportunity for digital suppliers to make that some of that margin. So it's a huge market grab opportunity. And so let's say the market just shifts 5%. So I've ran models of the market shipping 5, 10, 15, even 20%. If it shifts 10%, that would be going from 60 million shirts digitally printed a year, but now it's 260 million shirts digitally printed a year. Imagine the market shift opportunity and how much market grab there. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars available to grab for anyone who's positioned to do that. Position to be able to send something directly to a consumer that's ordering it, whether it's your platform or you're fulfilling from somebody else. So I see that as a, I, I don't know how much it's going to shift, but it's already shifted and it's going to shift a lot more in the next 12 to 18 months.
0: Got it. And of course, the lux- you feel that the last, Call it three, four months have accelerated that push.
1: There are the people that we know that are digitally printing and doing fulfillment are absolutely killing it, like killing it, like year over year double right numbers.
0: Interesting. Shifting gears here a little bit um, to schools and teams for shops that are in that market that are trying to readjust, that are selling to companies, that are working from home more. Um, do you have any interest? Do you have any good ideas for them that that they can? you know, until more mass sports and, and schools start to be safely back in session that they could start selling.
1: That's a, that's a tough one. I think again, getting the networks of those parents finding it, like where are these kids doing these activities? Cause I mean, our state's very conservative we shut a lot down. People are still practicing, you know? So what, I mean, some of it might be a mass that they, that they're selling them, but where are they finding where, Know going more towards the source and finding ways that instead of going to a game and distributing something, how do you distribute to them virtually? And uh, even doing fundraisers, you know, that fundraiser model has been such a big model over the last three to four months. Um, Doing fundraisers to help the organization actually have these additional resources or be able to practice in a more safe way um, is another opportunity as well.
0: Got it. And then, last question for you you talked a little bit about, you mentioned. Uh, the data was a bit different for distributors and for garment manufacturers can you give a, a bit of a hint of what that did look like and how are they doing well if you if
1: you take a look at those enterprise uh customers so these are the customers that are printing the you know 5000 10000 piece orders And from what I've seen is those enterprise customers literally probably print about 70 to 80% uh, of shirts in this market and lawn lawns helped set a lot of those shops up. And you can see, like I know one shop uh, in Chicago that literally buys probably as much ink as we sell a year to all the little guys. They one shop like buys as much ink as we sell to all the little guys. So five cents of ink goes on a shirt. You can just imagine how many shirts go out in that shop. So those shops are working under contract a lot of times. So some of those contracts were built up uh, and still running through the first half of COVID. And so the, the major distributors they're shipping to those contracts because those contracts is already locked up. Now what's happening moving forward after that, that's the question mark, you know, now, you know, then you had the second wave of like everyone started opening up in May. So those stores have an order for the last two months. Um, So now they're reordering uh, to prepare for summer. So, we really haven't seen that market shift in that enterprise market yet, but what did happen, what people don't understand is like how many of those shirts aren't going to end up selling because the person's not going to go to the store or the person already bought three or four different shirts online, you know? And so I think those, that, that will be a little bit, lower tail to see what drops out. Now we have seen that some of those retailers already go bankrupt and you can just Google it. And some huge brands have gone bankrupt and not going to be reopening their stores. So uh, again, that's why I think that market data is a little different And w- once you get to that enterprise uh, stage.
0: Got it. That's awesome. Ryan, thanks so much for opening your doors and being able to share all that data with us.
1: Yeah. And thank you for going back and forth all those times. It was a, it was a blast and it was very encouraging. Uh, just I, I remember like sometime we would just literally be talking on the computer, like working on the computer and like, like wake up, like, Oh yeah, we we should probably get off now. (laughs) 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 That was a good, that was a, uh, you know, definitely a pick me up during a rough time. So thank you. Yeah,
0: absolutely.